Welcome. We don't have the space to accommodate graduates from our tertiary institutions. That's the warning from employers following the Ghana State Scout Service findings that more graduates and persons with higher qualifications are struggling to find jobs. Some have attributed it to businesses not prepared to meet the salary demands of these graduates. But Chief Executive of the Ghana Employers Association, Alex Frimpon, tells Joy Business most firms are struggling to employ these graduates. Of borrowing, it is still very high. It is still very high because we need to have working capital, we need to be able to procure the latest technology, equipment, and it costs a lot of money to be able to do that. So we, we, we need to ensure that if really we want to um, ensure that businesses are able to stand on their feet and compete and also employ, then we need to look at the cost of borrowing, which is very, very, very important. Then we may also have to look at how we can reduce, if not control, the influx of shoddy goods products and counterfeits into the country. I can assure you that we have a lot of uh, Ghanaian entrepreneurs who can compete and compete for But if we are not able to control the influx of shoddy goods, counterfeit products into the country, it's going to create a lot of problems. Because definitely um, the, the, the cost of doing business in Ghana or the cost of producing these products relatively higher compared to the ones coming from um, Europe and um, Asia. So that's a major issue. As even utilities, the cost of running electricity, water, in the business concern in Ghana is relatively very high. And not to talk about the fees, um, charges, levies by other agencies, if you are part of property tax, assemblies, you talk about hotels, there are a lot of taxes. If you talk about um, the tourist industry, a myriad of taxes, if it, and, and so many of them. So, if all together you realize that if we are not able to um, handle the cost of production and also how we are able to use the cost of home inflation, the forex issues, then we'll be in a challenge. But if we're able to overcome these challenges, I'm sure businesses will be able to step up. Let's explore this assertion by the Employees Association further. Joining us via Zoom is the Chief Executive of the Ghana Chamber of Young Entrepreneurs, Sharif Ghali. Thank you very much for joining us. What do you make of these revelations coming from the Employees Association that there is no space to accommodate graduates from our tertiary institutions? All right. Um, thank you and good evening. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Yes, so this is um, not so much as uh, of a news because we've been talking about this and then um, we've been warning government and all the players in the entrepreneurship ecosystem in Ghana um, with respect to this issue, especially when it comes to youth unemployment among the Ghanaian graduates. So it's not a new thing. It's, uh, however, it's heartening to see the numbers increasing and we all have to come together. When it comes to youth unemployment, it's not only the government, but it's all of us in the development ecosystem. I'm talking about the government, the academia, and even the private sector. 
So, like I, um, um, he mentioned, businesses are not able to expand, and that is why they are not employing. So, what can we do? That is what we should be looking at. Yep. You don't think that this issue rather provides an opportunity for graduates to consider being entrepreneurial? Exactly. Um, the finance minister once said that um, every young person to go and do business, um, media, you, all of you picked it up and we're talking about it, saying that not everyone can become an entrepreneur. But at this very moment, we need to really prioritize youth entrepreneurship. If you are in school and you are watching Joy today as a tertiary graduate, don't be too happy thinking that you are studying psychology, you are studying IT and all of those big programs. At the end of the day, you would get a job. It is not easy in the market. People are not getting jobs. Even the government is not employed. The private, the public sector is not employing. So this is a time that our youth, our young people are supposed to start thinking entrepreneurial. And this is the time government will have to be deliberate about supporting the young persons to set up businesses. We keep saying this, but they were not saying they were not seeing it. Now we have seen it. Statistics have shown that the youth unemployment is growing. And it's something that if we don't do something about, imagine over millions of young people wake up one day and there's nothing for them, they have no food to eat. What would you what, what do you think they would do? They would turn against you know our own people. So for the young people and for all of us to work together from the academia, we need to start training our young people to be entrepreneurial, support programs that can build their, their knowledge, that can change their mindset from looking for white collar jobs to be creating, to be job creators and not job seekers. And government will have to be deliberate. The young people, when we tell them to become entrepreneurs, one thing they ask is that where do I get the, start, the startup capital? There is no startup capital. Yes, we want them to become entrepreneurs, but there is no startup capital. And it's only government and the private sector that can come together and provide the startup capital. How then do we do that? At the end of the day, it's a collective partnership we need to create. So to your question, yes, every young person who is in the university, we know not everybody is born to be an entrepreneur, but everybody is born to try something, and everybody can also be an entrepreneur if you want to be. This is the time for us to start thinking entrepreneurial. Get yourself, attend all the, the, the conferences that you can get and learn much about becoming an entrepreneur. Go and do internship with companies so that you can learn from them. This is the time and we must encourage all. And our academia, it's very important to me if I have time to mention it. You see, we have curriculum and strategies and programs that were designed during coming Chroma time. And I can tell you that we saw our running our educational institution with this curriculum. The question is that what are we training? Now, our economy it has evolved. AI has come. Technology is there. We still have old systems. And our very own academia is very slow in adopting innovation and change. And that, that has been one of our biggest issues. So you churn out young people who go and study psychology and comes and there's no even work related to psychology. So what do we do? We need to be training these young people how to become entrepreneurs. And that's why for the Ghana Chamber of Young Entrepreneurs, we do. We try to change the mindset of the young people, give them the needed support they need so they can do business. Mm. You mentioned that government should provide some startup capital. In your view, what other role do you think governments can play in ensuring that young entrepreneurs are supported with all their resources needed? So the other area is the ease of doing business. 
We need to put in policies that will allow young people to um, be able to do businesses freely. In Ghana, when a young person started a business, say uh, a business in any of the um, agri-based value chain, so for example, they want to process share butter, add value, and sell it in the market, you can imagine the, the whole structure they need to go through now, registering their business at register of companies, getting their product standardized by GSA, and possibly getting the product um, um, certified or registered by FDA. And all of these are cumbersome process that a young person will, not, will just even give up trying to get such a product out. It's not that the young people are not innovative. They are innovative, but the, the policies, the bureaucracies, and then the, the unfavorable conditions are what is pulling them down. Thirdly, what government can do is that support the creation of incubation hubs. When we talk about incubation hubs, they are very important for ecosystem development. We have few of them locally or pri- privately owned. Can the government come out boldly and support this incubation hub? What the incubation hubs will do is that they will serve as a haven where young people can go and be trained as to how to really set up sustainable businesses and get all the needed tools that they need to be able to operate businesses that will be sustainable. Then the last thing government can do is to support the academia, support programs that are entrepreneurial. So if any school, like Ashiasi and all the, the rest that are doing entrepreneurial program, if government is really supporting them, I am telling you that other universities, the next year, is going to follow suit. All of them will go through that or want to copy what they are doing, that government is funding them. And that is what the government can do to support entrepreneurship among the young people. Mm. So this brings me to my next question. What has become of the startup bill? You know... We know that um, this was supposed to help entrepreneurs in a way. What has happened to it? That's, that's a very important question at that moment. So the startup bill is, uh, was supposed to be, um, or let me say it's supposed to be one of the tools that we use to be, um, help our Ghanaian young people become entrepreneurs and run sustainable business. We have been working with um, the, the Minister of Communication for some time now, and as I speak to you now, um, it's, in the, it's on the decks of the ministry. And the ministry, to be honest with you, um, is very passionate about getting the bill passed this year. Hopefully, when we get the bill passed, some of these issues will be solved. We, we are not saying we're going to solve all of them, but the bill is actually going to solve a lot of this because it's going to encourage young people starting business, going to provide incentive frameworks. For example, a young person who started a business under the Ghana Startup and Innovation Bill will receive what we call um, um, support to hire talent. So they, they will pay, the, the, the agency will pay their staff to work for them for maybe three years, and then the startup or the young person can take over the liability of paying their workers after three years, and so many other incentives. And this is what we needed, because we, we have so much fragmented um, policies run by different government agencies that do not really have focus on startups and the young people. But if we get the Ghana Startup Bill passed, and I, I can promise you that this will really influence our ecosystem and propel it to some positive um, uh, gains as, as, as a people. So, yes, we are hoping that by end of, uh, before, maybe mid this year, the, the bill will be put um, through cabinet to parliament. And let's see what, what, what holds of it. But we are optimistic that we'll get the bill passed this year. Mm, thank you very much, Sharif. Sharif Gali is the CEO of the Ghana Chamber of Young Entrepreneurs. Moving on, the Commissioner of the Customs Division of the Ghana Revenue Authority 
Alhaji Idrisu Idisa Seydou says his outfit is working to reduce the time it takes to clear goods at the port by an average of 50%. According to him, the lack of coordination among the agencies involved in the clearance process increases the cost of doing business at the ports. He spoke in an interview with Joy Business at the launch of the time release report by DRA in Accra. Time release study shows that the average time for burping of a vessel at the thermal port to the physical release of imported goods is 10 days, 21 hours and 17 minutes. These potential delays at the port could be attributed to a lack of coordination among the agencies involved in the clearance process. In an interview with Joy Business, the Commissioner of the Customs Division of the Ghana Revenue Authority, Alhaji Idrisu Idisa Saidu says they intend to reduce the time clearance of goods by 50% across all the ports and borders. We are looking at a benchmark of not, I mean, 50% of what we have found currently within the next two years. In fact, the time release study is not supposed to be done once, but this is our first one. But we intend to carry on more time release, maybe after, I mean, some time to see whether we have made progress or, I mean, things have remained the same. So when we talk of 50%, it depends on the, the, the particular border and what we found in the study, what we want to do. But we, our intention is to make sure that we least, if we don't achieve anything, it should be at least 50% of what we should reduce it. I mean, the fact that you are doing it fast doesn't mean that you will lower some of the standards. There are, I mean, we are in a technical, I mean, everyday technology is improving and there are areas that we can use to make sure that, yes, you clear the goods early, but we are still able to have know what is inside and what we are, we are doing. So it will improve revenue uh, performance. It will help the traders themselves in clearing their goods early. Commissioner Largi Seydou further says reducing delays at the port will ease the cost of doing business. You always hear the trade associations and traders complaining of uh, the higher cost of doing business in Ghana as compared to other countries. It is because of the delays. For instance, if you bring your goods and you can clear the goods within a day or two, I mean, the, the mortgage and other costs in, involved in storing the goods at the port will be, will be reduced. And that will, I mean, not, I mean be a, a plus to the, the importer and to reduce his cost of doing business. Sometimes when you load the goods into a, a vehicle and the vehicle is waiting for days, the lorry driver, I mean, the owner of the car or the driver will, will be charging you for each, each day. Meanwhile, when you are able to clear it faster, he it releases your goods to you and, you are, I mean, both, and he goes for a new consignment. And you are also, I mean, your, your cost of doing business has been cut down. So it has a lot of, that's why I said it has a benefit to everybody involved in the clearance procedures. The time release report has shown that increased import efficiency is crucial for successfully integrating nations with cross-border trading. Still watching Business Live with me, Emma Davis. We'll take a breather. We'll be back with more. Welcome. Thanks for staying. Part of the 97-kilometer railway line from Tema, where trains carrying passengers are expected to end their journey in ready to be used, according to the Ghana Railway Development Authority. After a short media tour on the entire line, which stretches from Tema to Impakadan, few works are still ongoing along the landing site for the freight train, which will carry cargo from Tema to Akosumbo, Bupe, or Burkina Faso, and Envarens. Here's more. Tema Impakadan railway line is part of a project aimed at connecting Ghana with other West African countries to ease trading. After more than two years of intense construction work, it appears the 97-kilometer railway is almost ready for use. 
According to the Ghana Railway Development Authority, the endpoint for passengers from Tema to Japong is complete. It is expecting new trains will arrive at the end of March. Nana Maupoku is Assistant Manager, Corporate Affairs at the Ghana Railway Development Authority. When the train comes, it's going to be mainly on the Tema to Japong. Because the train we are expecting is passenger train. It is not the freight train, it's passenger train. So the beginning and the end point of the train right now is the Tema and the Drapon station. So it's either the train will start from Drapon and end at Tema and also start from Tema and end at Drapon. So, so when is the 98%, the 2%, what, what type of work, which work and which work are we describing? Okay, so the 2% is, is, is minor works that we have to do, especially on the, at the Tema railhead. Because, uh, sorry, especially at the Impakadan Railhead, because that place is basically for freight. And we have to make sure that we, we finish everything there. And then when the freight trains come in, the freight can also use its line. Right now, for the passenger train, everything concerning the passenger train and the track that will carry the passengers is 98% complete. Speaking on the impact of the railway lines on haulage and road transport, Assistant Manager Yusuf Tahiru Adams noted that pressure on the roads will be eased. I know that um, the railway sector was one of the biggest sectors in Ghana in those days. But gradually the lines deteriorated and that there's a need for government uh, due to the importance that we, we, we derive, can derive from the railway uh, sector. Uh, government has come up to revamp the rail sector, and that is the product we are seeing now. Um, we took you to the rail head, where the train will, uh, will take the goods from a harbor, and then offload it at the rail head, and then other pantoo or anything that can carry the goods on the river to Bupe will also offload it there. So that trucks that have been using our road say to Accra. We all know uh, the, the issues with that. Accidents, destroying our roads, all those things will stop. The 97-kilometer Tema Impakadan Railway Project is the longest standard gauge railway line constructed in Ghana since independence. Traders of locally crafted beta lamenting slow patronage of their goods. Today on the Joy Business Shopping List, the team visited Osu to gauge the prices of beads as we celebrate Ghana Month. Welcome to another edition of the Joy Business Shopping List. Today we put our focus on locally crafted beads. Now we know beads are accessories that some people in Ghana wear to occasions such as funerals, weddings and other occasions. So today as we enter the Ghana month, we are here in Osu to gauge the prices of beads on the market. We have uh, the Kinti one and also we have the local bead, like this one, it's the local bead. Uh, it's for like, uh, they were seen that in the old days, our grandmothers, uh, our grandfathers, they use it for like, the, maybe they are going for a funeral or they are going for like occasions like maybe they are going for wedding or they can use it for marriage. Uh, let's say if someone is about to marry, they, they can use it. So how much does that cost? So this one is cost 200 cities. That was, uh, that was uh, last year December. It was 50 cities. 
But now, if you go to market center, we, yeah, we always go to the wholesale, but now they've increased the price. So we, we have to increase our prices. So now it's 100 cities for one. Like sets, it's 100 cities for Do the prices differ with regards to the designs and the colors? No. If it is big or small, it's the same price. I see some other different types here. Can you take us through them? Mm, like this one. This one. Yes, it's for it's for the ladies. You wait and this one is the athletes. Yes. And this one, the price is different from this one. This one is 150. Uh, you can sew like a fabric and wear it with this one to attach to this one. Yes. And this one too, it has the meaning. It's, uh, the mini is opposite like this one. It's, it's, this one is like the, the way is, is the form of waste but they use the waste to make it like this. Maybe someone wants, if someone do, doesn't want the waste but he wants it like a form like this, then we can make it for the person. Yes, please. But this one is not expensive. One is five cities. It's not expensive. Has the price of this one always been five cities? No, that was somewhere December. It was two cities. Then now we've increased it. We've increased three cities. So it's now five cities. So generally, tell us how patronage has been. We know in December you record an increase in sales because there are a lot of tourists who come to Ghana. But we are in March. We are going into March. How is sales? Um, now, let's say in, in this February, the the sales is not good because the market people they like maybe they want to buy things but because of the price you know, they can't buy it so we are praying that maybe this month of March maybe we can go some uh, the things lower so that they, too, they can come and buy some for us okay the beach we have here we have crystal this one is crystal that one is 50 CD and you have different type of beach like this because garnish that one is 70 CD and we have another one, we call it sugar. That's beast, that's sugar beast. And so, it depends on what you want. A few months ago, how much were you selling this for? 35 cents. Why has it increased then? Uh, it depends on what we bring it to us. Yeah. So when the, the, the person increases, mutual will increase This one is it's a wooden one. Now everybody says one is 10 city. And we have 15 CD and a 20. It depends on what you want. We have a big size and small size. The small size can get it 10 CD. The medium you can get 15 CD and the big one you can get 20 CD. So if this was 10 CD, if this is 10 CD now, how much was it a few months ago? Well, you said like 8 CD or 7 CD, depends. Well, happy Ghana month. That'll be all for Business Live. My name is Emma Davis. For more business news, do log on to myjoyonline.com and we have some great stories there. In our headlines, we have We Don't Have Space to Accommodate Graduates from Tertiary Institutions, Ghana Employees Association. Ghana is losing competitiveness in West Africa due to rising cost of doing business. That's according to AGI. Do visit the portal and be updated. That'll be all for tonight. Good night.